The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. Cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your wifey's favorite podcast host, Brad Harden, in the booth, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm recording this on Friday, August 6th. Happy Friday to everybody. John Collins' watch has ended. John Collins is back in Atlanta Hawks uniform for the foreseeable future. Lou Will is back. And it seems like free agency is all but come to a close for the Atlanta Hawks. So now we're going to step back, take a look at this offseason as it stands right now, and talk about what can we expect for the 2021-2022 NBA season as it's a couple months away. Training camp is not far off. I mean, we still got the Olympics. It seems like we just ended, and now we're about to jump right back into things. And our young players are going to be jumping right back into it starting Sunday, as I mentioned last podcast, with Summer League starting on Sunday in Vegas. So it's going to be a fun, fun evaluation period to see what these young guys are going to do, especially those who were on the team last year coming into Summer League. And we're really excited, obviously, to see rookies Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper. So we're going to talk about Summer League briefly, but review free agency and some of the contract extensions. Well, the one big one that happened with Trey Young and the one that didn't happen that we're going to talk about. We're going to cover all of this after this plug for my bookie. If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation, and all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. 100%, just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on my bookie, and the best thing is, is that no cash is required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So you want a chance at free cash money? Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus and try to score some, in the words of future, like I said earlier, free band, free band. 
All right, and we are back. John Collins' watch is officially over. At first, reports surfaced a few days ago that the Hawks offered a five-year, $120 million deal to John Collins, and John Collins wasn't taking it yet. And I know it had Hawks fans and people who are, you know, a part of Hawks media like myself, kind of just we were playing the waiting game. We were seeing the teams that we knew were interested in John Collins, as we said, the T-Wolves, the Spurs, Warriors had some interest, but obviously not the financial flexibility as far as to get him. Among others, the Mavericks, and you just when you saw that they were continually signing people and their cap space was getting smaller and smaller, the likelihood of John Collins returning grew higher and higher. But what 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 was the amount that he was going to agree to? That was the waiting game and for five million dollars more, <laughs> uh, five years, one hundred and twenty-five million. John Collins finally accepted the deal. If it was an evenly dispersed deal, that'd be twenty-five million a year, not max contract money, but still way better than the four million dollars that he was making this year. We where he's ba we were basically getting him at a huge discount because he was on his rookie contract. Now. Set to make 25 mil at least a year. And obviously, we don't know the numbers within the contract yet. But happy to have John Collins back for the foreseeable future. I know the Hawks said they were not interested in doing a sign-and-trade for him. Their plan was to keep him. And I'm glad that we're keeping him for the time being. After what he's done in Atlanta, his growth and development, he talked about how much he loved the city of Atlanta. So to have John Collins back and bring, you know, bring this team back that went to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals this past year is something that is really, really what, what we wanted to see is what we wanted to see from this Hawks team. And I put out a poll on Twitter. And if you participated, I appreciated you. If you didn't, you know, look out for it on my Twitter at Brad Jarrett six seven. That is Brad J A R R E T T six seven on Twitter. And I had a question, and this is before Lou Will got his deal. I asked Hawks fans, "What would you rather see first, Lou Will get his deal, or Kevin Herter get his extension?" And an overwhelming majority, not even one, voted for Lou Will. Everyone said they wanted to see Kevin Herter's contract extension happen before Lou Will's deal. Well, all those people who participated in the poll will be severely, did not severely, partially disappointed because obviously we love to have Lou Will back. Lou Will back is obviously, you know, we, we still have another veteran presence. He obviously made an impact in the playoffs and several times throughout the regular season with his ability to score, to create for others, to get to obviously knock down his patented mid-range jump shot. And he's coming back on a one-year, $5 million deal to Atlanta. And he was getting interest from the Lakers, from the Warriors, from the Bucks. I know the Pacers were mentioned as far as wanting Lou Will's services, but I am... Truly, truly happy to have Lou Will back. Uh, just like I said, when the season ended, you, he said how much he just enjoyed being on his team, especially when he was pondering his retirement. And to come back home to Atlanta, obviously product of Gwinnett County, 
and to be in a situation where, hey, this team is good. This this franchise is going in the right direction, and he wants to be a part of it. I'm just happy that we were able to, you know, strike a deal to get him back, and that deal was not going to happen until John Collins got his deal. Everything was kind of put on standstill, a potential herder extension, Lou Will's deal, any other free agent signings were put on hold for John Collins. And as soon as I saw John Collins' deal go through, I was like, okay, it's either going to be Kevin Herter or Lou Will. They went with Lou Will, and as of right now, Kevin Herter does not have a contract extension yet, which could perplex some Hawks fans. And I kind of get it. I get it on both sides. I would love to extend Herter because obviously we've seen his growth and improvement year to year, and this year was the best year that we've seen from him. We we saw his aggressiveness. We saw that he can score at all three levels, especially when he's given the opportunity to. He can shoot the three. His mid-range game is really good, and obviously he can get to the cup. He has the size. He can play make. He's gotten better as an off-ball defender. He's not a bad on-ball defender. He actually gives effort on that side of the court. So, of course, you want to reward him and keep him here. But on the flip side, it's all about trying to evaluate your current roster as far as what moves, what is going to be the pieces you need to take that next step. And this team's next step is being a contender. Now, this next year, with the people that are on the roster right now, and I'm going to read, read the people who are on slash tentatively on the roster right now because the lawn right trade still isn't official, but it's all but said and done. So uh, at the point guard position, you can classify Lou Will as a combo guard or whatever. Trey Young, DeLon Wright, Lou Will. And then Sharif Cooper is obviously probably going to be on a two-way contract. Bogdan Bogdanovich and Kevin Herter at the two. DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish at the three. At the four, John Collins, Danilo Gallinari, and Jalen Johnson at the four. Clint Capella, Gorgie Dang, and Oyeko Okongu at the five. So that is our roster as of right now. And I said DeLon Wright is tentatively on the roster right now. That trade still has not been announced. But with the additions this offseason with DeLon Wright, Gorgie Nang, Jalen Johnson, Sharif Cooper, I thought this was a very successful offseason for the Hawks. Their main objective, keep the band together, put it back, you know, let's run it back, put it back together, run it back. And let's see what happens next year. I think next year is going to be a true evaluation period, especially for Kevin Herter, for Cam Reddish. I, I think Bogey is on that list too, and Gallinari. I think those four players are going to be heavily evaluated next year as far as, obviously last year, everyone can have one good year. Year two, Let's see what carries over. Let's see what improves. And let's see what happens. Because it's going to be tough for them to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going to admit that. It's going to be tough to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, with that being said, especially, I mean, if you just look at everywhere else, Chicago got better. Obviously, Brooklyn, they're doing the things they need to do to position themselves to 
hopefully get to the Eastern Conference Finals like they didn't get to this year and potentially make the NBA Finals. I think they're going to be in the NBA Finals at least once in the next three years, in my opinion. The Milwaukee Bucks are still the Bucks. Philadelphia is still Philadelphia. Miami got better within a division. Obviously, you, you can't count out the Hornets who are surging. A lot of new pieces on the Wizards, who knows? Rick Carlisle going to the Pacers, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of question marks in Boston. I mean, there's a lot of question marks the Knicks. So there's a lot of question marks in the East. The East definitely got tougher. So sitting back here and saying, hey, the, the Hawks are going to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals right now, I can't necessarily say that. But what I can say is that the Hawks are going to be a playoff team next year. You have a nucleus that is brought back together. They have some experience. They got a taste. They're probably going to work harder now to get back to where they were and surpass, obviously, the Eastern Conference Finals and try to make it to the NBA Finals next year. But like I said, with the East getting tougher, who knows? So I think next year is going to be a huge evaluation period for the players I mentioned. Got Gallo, Bogey, Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish, John Collins is going to be probably considered that list too because here's what I can foresee. It's all about flexibility, and this is why not extending Herter is kind of a good thing. Let's say they go through the trade deadline, and there's a disgruntled star out there, Brad Beal, among others, and the Hawks have a Kevin Herter, a Gallo, a Bogey, a Cam Reddish, and some future first-round picks to put together and package and get a and get a legitimate max contract player next side next to Trey Young. That is possible. I feel like maybe not as possible in the trade deadline, but next offseason, I think that's a for sure possibility for the Atlanta Hawks. I think that the Hawks have an excellent opportunity with the prospects that they have acquired on this team. Like this year, last year, they exceeded expectations. This year, they're going to come in with a little bit higher expectations. Some people are going to say last year was a fluke, but we, we run it back. Let's see who fits together and how this team does. And then the team is really going to look to see what can we do to make another leap next offseason. And I think not extending Herder. Obviously, Reddish is still on a rookie contract, and they've been shopping him already. Trade deadline last year leading up to the draft. This, obviously, a few weeks ago. Gallo, who is getting older and people wanting his service, especially since he's done better with health over the last four or five years, but he he's getting older. And Bogey, with a pretty favorable contract in regards to when you look at some of how other people have been being paid lately for his services for what bogey does he's i mean he signed out a premium so there could be a team interested in him and i'm not saying that i want any of these guys to go but i'm saying that if you are a franchise looking to take the next step to potentially be an nba finals contender you're gonna always have to look at your roster and see where can we improve. And if you have an opportunity to get a max contract player, like I said, a Brad Beal, and I looked at some of the free agents next year, none that really stood out, but I mean, a Zach Levine is a free agent next year. If you have any opportunity, any opportunity, 
And right now, Zach Levine, they're still in contract discussions right now up in Chicago. But they've done things to improve that roster. So that's going to be a very interesting situation to see. But back to Brad Beal. Brad Beal is like the main one. If you're the Hawks and you have some very talented young pieces, some good solid players and some future picks to package to get a max contract player next to Trey Young with John Collins on this roster and all the other players that are going to still be here, DeAndre Hunter, I think that is a team that takes the next step and becomes an NBA Finals contender in the next three, four years. I've already said this on the other podcast with Corbin. Shout out Corbin. If you have not listened to that episode, check my Twitter feed. Check hoop-ball.com. Corbin, the ramble. We talked about the future of the Atlanta Hawks. I said this on here. The Hawks may put themselves in position to get a max contract player within the next year. And I think the next three years, I think it's going to be Brooklyn Lakers finals the next three years. But after that little window, once we figure out what's going to happen with the Nets, the Lakers obviously have an older roster. We figure out what's going on with Philadelphia. Milwaukee's roster gets older. We get more experience in players entering their prime on the Hawks roster. And if you can get a second max contract player next to Trey Young, I think that's where the Hawks take that leap and become title contenders. So all in all, a very successful offseason to bring everybody back. I thought it was a great draft, again, with Jalen Johnson, who I think is going to come in and make a defensive impact day one in the league. I think he will mature offensively. We know in a short short sample size, he shot the three ball pretty well, statistically speaking. Um, we know he's athletic as all get out. We know he can play defense, block shots, get steals, and he can guard multiple positions. So I think he's going to come in and make an impact day one in that regard. And if he progresses, depending on how he progresses this year, I think it'll be easier to move Gallo, especially with someone who is younger, more athletic, is better on a defensive end, and could develop into a really good offensive player. Um, obviously, I'm not saying he's going to turn into Gallo next year or the year after that. Because Gallo's just an elite sharpshooter from her size. But the future is going to be really bright, I think, with Jalen Johnson. And you can potentially move him. You can potentially move him. So, and you, if you go get another shooting guard, it doesn't hurt if you let Bogey go. Or, you know, I would love to keep Herter. I would love to keep Herter. And I would love to keep Reddish. But those two are going to be duking it out to see who is going to be the odd person out and packaged in a trade. So it's all about financial flexibility. It's all about continually improving as a roster. And the Hawks, you know, checked all the boxes this offseason. The only thing that some people wanted that didn't happen was the herder extension, but I can see both sides of that. So with that, the only other thing I wanted to talk about, again, Summer League does start this weekend on my birthday, August 8th. So my birthday is on Sunday. I'll be turning 28. I will be down in Florida getting some much-deserved R&R, but I'll keep an eye out on Summer League. As I said, Sunday, August 8th, your Atlanta Hawks Summer League team will take on the Boston Celtics at 4 p.m. Eastern time on NBA TV. And then Tuesday, August 10th, they'll take on the Indiana Pacers, 6 p.m. Eastern time on NBA TV. Then on Thursday, August 12th, they take on the 76ers, 9 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2. And then Saturday, they'll conclude their summer league schedule where regular 
summer league schedule. I'm assuming they're probably going to do a little tournament after that to see who's going to be the champion of summer league. But Saturday, August 14th, Miami Heat, that's who they'll take on at 4 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2. And to mention the players that are on the summer league roster, and I talked about it on the last program, Sharif Cooper will be there. Jalen Johnson will be there. Skylar Mays will be there. As we know, Nathan Knight did move on to the Minnesota Timberwolves and wish him the best of luck. Um, Delorier, uh, the former Duke product, will be on the summer league roster for the Hawks. Jeremiah Martin, who is a familiar name, went to Memphis. He will be on the summer league roster. Eric Moreland, who has NBA experience as a 6'10 forward out of Oregon State. He's going to be on the roster. Admiral Schofield with NBA experience. He is going to be on the roster. And then the undrafted rookie, Ivy Watson, Ivy, I need to work on that, uh, from Dayton. He's going to be on the Summer League roster. So the, the Hawks quietly have a really good Summer League team. It's going to be really exciting, especially to watch Skylar Mays, who you talk about two guards on this roster. I think he has the potential to be a pretty good combo guard for this Hawks team. He's smart. We saw his ability to get to the cup. He can shoot the ball. It's just about confidence, growth, and just experience. And with the Hawks actually having a summer league team this year. And right now, Skylar Mays is still a restricted free agent right now, but still on the roster right now. So I would love to see him be brought back. And summer league is going to be a good audition period for him. But I, I think real highly of him. And Cam Reddish will not be in summer league. We already talked about that. But we really keep an eye out on Skylar Mays, Jalen Johnson, and Sharif Cooper. And then out of the other players that are on the roster, I I say Moreland or, or Schofield, both of them with NBA experience. Uh, Schofield is a pretty good defender. He's 6'5", 241. Another, you know, big body on the wing, not in height, but like in stature that could you know, be of use, or Moreland as another forward. Those are two players that I would keep an eye out on on the Summer League roster. So it's going to be fun regardless. Uh, I can't wait for it. I can't wait for this weekend. As I said, I'm going to be celebrating the birthday. But Summer League starts, so that gives Hawks fans at least some Hawks basketball to digest. And when I come back, we'll obviously talk about Summer League here on Ball Hawks. But I'm just happy to announce John Collins' watch is over. He's coming back. Will is back. The, the gang's all here. And even though it's a disappointment that Kevin Herter's contract extension did not happen, I kind of see what is going to happen. We're going to just, as I said, evaluate this roster and see where can this Hawks team gets get better next year. So when you hear me next, we're going to talk about some summer league. And if any other news happens, if the Hawks happen to make a random free agent signing between now and and Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever the next episode is out, we will re report that. We're going to talk Summer League and try to get some guests on here to talk about and evaluate this offseason for the Hawks and people's projections for next year. So if you love what you heard from me, give us five stars. Give us a great rating. You know, tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. Share it. 
NBA fans, Hawks fans, Atlanta sports fans, basketball fans, it doesn't matter. If they're willing to listen to your wifey's favorite podcast host, put them on this show. Let them get on the bandwagon for the Hawks before we become title contenders in the next five years, as I said. And put them on to our social media. Follow us at HoopBallHawks on Twitter. That is at HoopBallHawks. And follow myself, Brad Jarrett67. That is Brad J A R R E T T 67. Sheesh! Great, great offseason for the Hawks. And I'm expecting another really good year from Atlanta. And I want you all to have a safe, safe weekend. And we will talk to you later. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.